0: Mark Twain once said, I am an anti-imperialist. I am opposed to having the eagle put its talons on any other land. Keep this in mind. As we discussed today, Japan's sudden defense increase by about 26.3%. And what does it mean for not only Asia security issues, but also global security as well? My name is Dr. David Wallarue. And my name is Dr. Ross Stewart. And you are watching Geopolitics in Conflict.
1: Japan's defense ministry plans to request a record budget spending plan for the next fiscal year. It says this is because of a rapidly changing security environment in the region.
2: Japan is changing its foreign policy strategy with the times in what it views as a more dangerous global
1: era. Japan's defense ministry has asked for a record level of spending on security next year. With Russia added to the list of security challenges along with China and North Korea as the main considerations.
2: The world is a random, meaningless chaos, or is it? How do some of the best wealthiest and most powerful people seem to know what's coming before it happens? Well, one way is that they create the circumstances in their favor, but the other is that they know how to read the world's stage and spot patterns and trends in key areas. They don't get lost in the overwhelm of endless information. They know what's important to pay attention to using their own formulas, and most importantly, they know where to put that information to actually make it usable. Would you like to be able to do the same thing? Well, we have a course that teaches you to do that exact same thing. It's called No-Nonsense Politics. So if you want the leg up that some of the world's brightest have, as well as an online community of people who think for themselves just like you, check it out. Link in the description box below.
1: You know, David, many of us were surprised that Japan, 55% of the population supported a $315
0: billion defense budget. That's the third in the world. What makes you wonder is just how do you get to that to begin with? Now, the question that I will ask myself, knowing the history of Japan, is this. And you can think about it also as, as well if you like. Are Japan's imperialistic instincts reemerging? So, <laughs> oh boy, I know <laughs> it's unlikely, but it seems very unlikely yeah, given the circumstances. It, but it's worth asking the question, because here's the thing: Japan's defense increase—it didn't happen in a vacuum, right? right. And it didn't happen by itself. It's because it was the U.S. pressure from behind the scenes. For one purpose and one purpose only is to encircle. To contain the economic growth of? Of China. China. That is correct. So so that is why now all of a sudden you're seeing a 26.3% increase in defense budget. As a matter of fact, and I did alert to this when I did the, one of the videos before, that the conversation started back in December uh, 16th of 2022. But on December 20, on December. 23rd, 2022, Fumio Kishidas, the prime minister's yeah. cabinet, approved the defense budget increase. And that increase is about $315 billion for the next five years, which means what? It mean, Actually, it means a whole lot yeah. in, to, to a lot of different domains.
1: Uh, what we have is Japan is the third world, third largest economy in the world, I think the last statistic i saw yeah and what we see is that there's been zero economic growth they have the most staggering lopsided demographic in terms of aged mm-hmm. and young people and their economy is simply stagnant you
0: yeah.
1: and now they have now they're going to increase the defense budget and so what's going to what what do they have to cut to be able to do that yeah.
0: well one of the issues with this it has to do also with uh, by increasing by 315 billion dollars over the next five years, that makes them now the third largest military spend in the world after the US and China. US first, China second, and now Japan. But the question is not about this. The question is how come all of a sudden, all of a sudden a country given its history, given Japan's history, uh, all of a sudden will embark on such massive increase. This is why I'm starting now to sense, and again, or in my geopolitical analyst head. What I do see coming down the road, you know what I do see coming, is that the U.S. might allow either South Korea to acquire a nuclear bomb, oh, no. or work out a deal with Japan somehow. This is what I see coming. And I won't be surprised. It's because when you spend this massive amount all of a sudden to increase your your military, because rem- mind you that most... People in the West do not understand that Japan has what we call an SDF, the Standing Defense Force. Oh, yeah. That's basically the military of Japan. It's just Japan doesn't have the word army, military, like we do in the West.
1: Well, it also has to do with the constitutional issues yeah. that were imposed on Japan after they after the lost World War II. And so they supposedly were a pacifist. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, that's, that seems
0: to have dramatically changed. Just now, indeed, and yeah, and, and this one also, it's like we said earlier, is because the objective of it is to encircle China. That is one of the reasons. But there is also other concern regarding this increase in defense and how Japan came about this, because uh, Prime Minister Fumio Kishida had to go to five other countries in G seven, oh. five, before his last stop in Washington DC to meet with President Biden by which they issued a statement because that's usually the protocol how it works they issued the statements that they want to strengthen the ties so the US can maintain its hegemony in <laughs> the Indo-Pacific well we all know you know this by now it doesn't take you don't have to be geopolitical analyst to see that the global changes or the global shift is already underway. Yes. Yeah. So that's part of this shifting from a unipolar to a multipolar sy- uh, system, by which the United States now is saying to Japan, you go first. Because, <laughs> you know, because let's just say it straightforward. Hypothetically, and this is just a hypothetical, if there is to be a war, a military conflict in Asia, who do you think is going to be in first in line? Uh, Let me make a wild guess. Yeah, let's guess. Uh, Japan. Japan, Who else? South Korea. Oh boy. Australia. This, you know, the U.S. People who are close by. Exactly. And the U.S. doesn't have the numbers or the the capacity. Yes, we do have the hardware, but that's not enough. So this is where I see the issue with this as to why Japan moved forward, and Japan also has something else in mind. Because Japan is going to be hosting the G7 summit in Hiroshima. Oh. And we all know the history of that. Yes. For Actually, it's going to be, if I'm not mistaken, in March or May. I don't remember They're exactly. Coming soon, though. This year, yes. And this is why Japan, Japanese Prime Minister uh, Fumio Kishida made the tour on the five uh, members of G7, because he wants to woo those five countries into supporting not Japan, but the U.S., just the U.S. didn't want to do it directly, so they used Japan as front to do that one.
1: I wonder how successful it's going to be. I, I, I haven't seen anything about how successfully was it at enrolling those the G7 into this position. Do you? Have I any? have
0: my doubts, Ross, that it will even work. It's because you look no different than AUKUS. You remember? Yeah, Arcus. right. You look no different than QUAD. Right. Do you hear anything about them? No. It was just a window dressing. But a window dressing, when it comes down to international relations, context matters, like we always say. So this one matters in a sense of with just the projection of there is a, a growing alliance. We used to hear the term about AUKUS. It's going to be a strong alliance between UK, Australia and US. What is it? <laughs> Same with the Quad. And even with that it makes me wonder, because I do remember... India recently said that they wanted to be the voice for the global south. Well, how can they be the voice for global south when they are? They have one foot in quad? Yeah. <laughs> so you can't be playing both sides. I understand, I understand the strategic interest of a country to be thinking, well, we are on both sides of the fence. And they seem to take pride in that. They say it publicly. Well, that's not good, <laughs> because that's going to put a question mark on your credibility. Yes. You know, it's like in any issue for us to talk, uh, like when we say, uh, well, truth matters. Yeah. You can't be wishy-washy about it. You're either being truthful or not at all. You can't be one day this way, another day is that way. Well, same thing what India seems to be doing. So they are on the quad, but at the same time, want it to be the voice for the, the global south? Yeah, that doesn't work. Second, there will be no comparison between them and China, economically speaking. So India, we need to address its domestic issues. Yeah. They got a major ethnic tensions. Oh, yeah. You talk about major. Exactly. And they got the poverty. They got the lack of infrastructure. And when I say infrastructure, I'm not referring to bridges and ports. I'm referring to telecommunication infrastructure, financial infrastructure, energy infrastructure, till India address those issues first, before they play a role on the global stage. In the case of Japan, and this is where it's going to be the dilemma for Japan. And the dilemma that I see coming soon is that by the time, within two or three months, the population in Japan is not going to be happy about all this. Because their argument is going to be, why is the government spending billions on defense when we have domestic issues?
1: And the domestic issues are not going to go away. The, one, the demographic one is actually an ongoing tragedy. They have the highest percentage of elderly retired people in the world wow. compared to the working young people who are not being replaced. Yeah, this is no different than Canada. No
0: different from Canada. Germany, I think Italy, France to a degree, Portugal, Spain... To my knowledge, Scandinavians, some of them, Sweden, for let's, example. Let's include
1: Russia. Russia also. Yes, you're absolutely correct. And one of the things that Japan has been noted for is they don't like immigrants. And other countries are saying, OK,
0: bring on some immigrants. We're hungry now. Well, you're right. Except that they are changing the policy. I looked into it, Ross. <laughs> Did you? I found out that now Japan is welcoming immigrants. Wow. Which is, was just shocking to me. Well, it's no different than what Germany is doing. Oh, yeah. Why do you think Germany is allowing immigrants? Because they care for the immigrants? No. It's because the population is aging. So so what you're going to be seeing basically in Japan is the demonstrations will be taking place against the government's decision because their argument is going to be, why are we spending money on defense when we have issues to deal with? And it's rightly so. It's no different than what we have here in America. Oh, yeah. Except for us, some of us Americans... Have no clue what's going on. <laughs> sadly,
1: you know. You know part of the, I think part of the propaganda machine from the Japanese government is, <laughs> "Hey, look, we got Russia to our north. Hmm. We have South Korea, We have North Korea. We have China. We have enemies surrounding us, and the Chinese are wanting to impose on our on our territorial waters for their shipping. Mm-hmm. Going, they're dangerous. Going,
0: yeah. As opposed to maybe there's a way to talk to all these people and get along. Well, exactly. It's like what Philippines just did with China. Remember when we we talked about this one at some point, when the president of Philippines, Marcos Jr., went to China and received the red carpet treatment. (laughs) I can see the smart move on part of China, but also the smart move on part of Philippines. Yeah. Because Philippines is one of those countries that is also, it's almost similar to Japan. Because Philippines falls under the protection of the U.S. militarily. Yeah. And we have bases in Philippines and so forth. It's a former colony. Yeah. What do you expect? But Philippines was thinking in terms, will it make more sense for us to resolve the issues with China in a friendly manner than turn into the guns and so forth? That, that's, that's what I believe. Why president of Philippines went to China? There's a joke that I,
1: that I have for many years about. Yeah. People sin. One of the main sins that people do is they're rational. They think well. Mm. They're going, hold it, how could that be a sin? How could that be something to be condemned and wrong? But here we're seeing irrational, at least in my own opinion, irrational behavior.
0: Well, in the case of Japan, because here's the thing. When you start to think about, uh, when you usually deal with geopolitics, You think about all the possibilities that could uh, emanate or it could emerge from one particular issue, whatever that issue might be. In the case of Japan, so once again, if I am to put my geopolitical analyst hat, you know what I see? I see that Japan is placing itself as a target because by increasing defense, they are putting themselves as a target. Because if there is any conflict in the region, Japan will be targeted.
1: What is the popular phrase going around now about, we will fight this war with Russia to the very last Ukrainian? Well, that will be the same on Japan. <laughs> we'll fight,
0: we'll conflict, we'll wage this conflict with China to the very last Japanese. Japanese. Oh, yeah, I won't God. be surprised, us. I won't be surprised. There is another issue while I'm thinking about it before I forget. Uh, could this be also an indication for what lies ahead as far as the upcoming presidential elections in Taiwan? We don't call them presidential because, you know. Yeah. We call it presidential because that's the, how it is known in the West. Right. You know, it's almost like for us with a, another state here. Yeah. Well, we don't call the governor a president. We call right. him the governor. So, but in any event, uh, so I'm thinking, could this has to do with the upcoming, those elections in 2024? It certainly seems that an interesting correlation. Why, because Japan did mention that the, they will come to the, to the
1: aid. If China yes. invades, they will come to the aid of Taiwan. Yeah. Even if the Taiwanese people don't want it. Yeah. And there seem to be more and more indications that they do not want a war with mainland China.
0: Yeah.
1: Matter I, of fact, reunification might be
0: forthcoming. I did find one thing about Tsai. That yeah. uh, some of her ancestors are from Japan. Oh, wow. It goes way back. Now, I can confirm that, by the way, just to let you know. But at least what I found, it's tied to Japan. So I don't know if this has to do anything with it or not. So when we think about why Japan all of a sudden with with this increase, well, of course, because we do have troops in Japan. Only 54,000, right? Only. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of troops. And as a matter of fact, uh, I had an interview with Professor Hammond. Oh, yeah. And we talked about the Okinawa. Do you know Okinawa, which I did not know? Okinawa was an independent kingdom? Really? Yeah. Professor Hammond explained that, and and you guys will see it when we release the video for that. Just be on the lookout. Stay tuned for that one. So he's always fabulous. Well, it was fascinating for me to learn. I did not know. I did not know that Okinawa and only start to realize is this why? The locals do not want to have American presence, military that in that island.
1: Do they actually consider themselves not Japanese? They consider them Okinawans? Yeah. So now it.
0: that explains it. Historically I did not know. They were independent back then. So so and this is why we have to put the military increase in Japan within the context of its historical trends, yes. shall we say?
1: Oh, you mean we're going to go focus on trends and patterns? Oh, yeah, because that's the best way to learn. Yeah. It's like putting all the, the... The puzzle can be put together if you take piece by piece and put it in the right place. You can actually understand what's going on in the world.
0: Exactly, and there is, this is part of where the, the issues with this increase uh, as, as to why. What is literally the main focus of this increase? What could it be, the possibility for Japan, all of a sudden, because this is what, it, it's all of a sudden, why Japan didn't do this 10 years ago? And besides being pressured, is the change within the global system?
1: It has to be it. The dollar, the hegemony, yeah, monopolar, it's fading rapidly. And so we're seeing what could be called crisis
0: interventions. Yeah. Yeah, because this will represent like a ticking bomb in the region. Right now, because you're gonna have to have now countries in the region, especially ASEAN, pushing back against uh, Japan for this. Uh, To the point now, I'm like I said earlier, I'm not ruling out the possibility of one of U.S. allies in the region, like South Korea, be allowed to acquire the bomb. You know, uh, if it is the case. We're talking about a different conversation here from a security perspective. It seems so irrational because South Korea is directly neighbored by China
1: and has billions and billions of dollars of trade going back yeah. and forth.
0: Yeah. Well, the idea just for Japan to increase by this amount, now is going to push for an arms race. Because what do you think other countries are going to be doing? What do you think Philippines is going to be doing? What do you think Vietnam is going to be doing? Singapore, Indonesia, Malaysia, you know. Australia to a degree, you know. New Zealand, well, you don't mention New Zealand too much anyway. <laughs> yeah. By the way, do you know their prime minister just resigned I this morning? I just
1: read that this morning.
0: Yeah, I have my theory as to why she resigned. Oh, do army share it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. it's it's simple. Is that it? Just consciously she's awakened, her conscience awakened her now, because she's done with doing the bids of her masters
1: oh that's
0: that's my take on it she's had enough her conscience now start beating her
1: you know when she came to power we were pretty optimistic about. oh this. yes yeah and then disappointed
0: yeah so the question for that russ will be is who's next <laughs> D- dictator trudeau uh, i i have three i have three if i may share them Dictator either dictator trudeau confused olaf schultz oh yeah or puzzled Emmanuel Macron. You take your pick. <laughs> that's, that's the one I see coming. As a matter fact, Western
1: uh, leadership, and then of course Biden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, <Dimension. laughs> yeah.
0: There is a deficiency in leadership in the West. Anyway. <laughs> but speaking of Olaf Scholz, his defense minister resigned. resigned yeah which is again an indication remember last few video a few months ago we talked about we said watch for the towards the end of the year or so you'll see some changes coming up within the german government
1: there it is and there
0: is one because you still have tensions the foreign minister in germany she she's in butting head with olaf Scholz. we don't hear much about it so because even olaf Scholz himself uh, he's not well-suited for being a chancellor. I, can, I could be wrong, and, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I'll admit it, but uh, if there is isn't a resignation, it's going to be from Olaf Scholz down the road. So that's where I see it. So. so this is what, just to take it back to our topic on Japan, uh, this is what uh, uh, Fumio Kishida, the prime minister, yeah. he's thinking about this for his political. He doesn't realize the impact it's going to have on a society, and that's why Japanese... I won't be surprised, Ross. They're going to rise up to this because society is changing in Japan. This is not Japan we used to see back in 1980s, in the last century.
1: Well, they were quite prosperous at that point and didn't have good reasons to take to the streets. If they see the tragedy that this really represents. It's going to be another Paris.
0: Yeah, it's, it's going to be major. So, And this is why we wanted to come and share this with you, just to put things in perspective, because you need to sort of see the big picture uh, again, like we always say, those things don't happen in a vacuum. There is always a reason and motives behind that you have to correlate or it's like a puzzle. You yeah, put yeah, things yeah. the pieces together for you to come up with that idea. So
1: any final thoughts, Ross, before we close this out? You know, we're always focusing on trends and patterns. Mm-hmm. Take this piece of the puzzle and put it into the changing bipolar world
0: or multipolar
1: world. Multipolar. Multipolar.
0: Multipolar world. Yeah.
1: And put this in say Hold oh, is that really going that direction? Well it certainly seems to be. Exactly. It's another piece of the puzzle. Yeah.
0: Well that's exactly what we do in our course because that's, right. that's why we wanted to focus on that, because that will help, you know, people understand how to assess and spot the Exactly. So, so. well we hope you find this very informative. And as always, prepare yourself. For a changing, not a challenging. As <laughs> Elizabeth always tells me, it's a changing. No, uh, joking aside. As always, prepare yourself for a changing world order. Till next time, guys. Bye-bye.